Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. It's the 22nd annual Nintendo Voice Chat Holiday Special featuring Rap Valentine, Jada Griffin, Logan Plant, with special appearances by Knight Rider star and former America's Got Talent judge David Hasselhoff, star of the Super Mario movie Anya Taylor-Joy, cat behaviorist Jackson Galaxy, former Beast Gang member Tyler Conklin, a special musical, a special musical performance by Up With People, and a word from Mr. Nintendo himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Seth Macy! Hello and happy holidays! This is the 22nd annual Nintendo Voice Chat Holiday Special. We are about to get real real cozy up in here, but first I want to give a quick plug. If you want some awesome video games to play over the holidays, our friends over at Humble Bundle have you covered with their Happy Holidays with GOG RPGs promotion. You can get a bunch or a bundle of great games for super cheap right now like Thymesia and Darksiders 3 Deluxe. Check it out over at HumbleBundle.com. And forgive me, because I've actually never said Thymesia out loud. And if that's not how you say it, I apologize for that. But okay, 
This is our holiday spectacular. Thank you all for joining us. We are extra, extra cozy up in here. I have a Santa hat with a little treat for the... Here we Ooh. go. Wow. Yeah, that's I didn't right. know it did that. Yeah. That's great. Oh, beats, beats that's my sweater. The, the main reason I bought it was because it blinks. This Santa hat blinks. Um, I didn't buy it. Uh, I wouldn't have bought it if I'd known that it was a child's size and my <laughs> skull is being slowly collapsed while we record this. So thankfully, bones are strong. Skulls are very strong. But we are going to talk about the best holiday break games of all time. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a holiday break coming up, it is the perfect time to sit down and play through some games because here's why. Um, most places are cold outside, even like Arizona there. They're like, oh, it's, ooh, it's 62 today. Um, the sun goes down way too early. It is literally already dark here in Maine at uh, 430 in the afternoon. It is pitch black outside. And also, uh, you, you might be lucky enough to have time off. So I personally love the holiday break for the fact that it just frees me up to just dive into a game, not have to think about the, the desolate frozen tundra wastelands that are outside um so let's let's go around the panel here starting with reb reb can you give me some best holiday break games of all time well i'm gonna start off really really obvious um just to get it out of the way i mario kart any mario kart mario kart 8 deluxe is the obvious one but the reason why that one is really good look i some people play mario kart a lot and power to them. Um, I love Mario Kart, but I'm not booting it up every day. Like, it's just a thing that's on my Switch that every once in a while I pull out and, you know, run a couple tracks for fun and then go about my business. But over the holidays, I'm usually seeing a lot of family and friends. And there's a lot of standing around going, oh, what do we do? We're maybe a little drunk, or maybe I'm hanging out with my younger siblings and we need a game that we can all play together. Uh, and it almost always is Mario Kart. I think people, I think Smash Brothers is a great one too um, to pull out. I think pe some people are a little intimidated by Smash Brothers in a way that they are not intimidated yes. by Mario Kart. And Mario Kart is a game that everybody remembers from when they were like, really young from when they were in dorm rooms or when they were even younger and like just growing up and playing like OG Mario Kart and everybody can kind of get a handle on it. Um, even you, know, like you can get your parents to play. They understand driving. They drive they probably do. on a regular basis. They know how to turn mm -hmm. the steering wheel left and right. So they know how to play this video game. No problem. Uh, so yeah, I, I, Mar I always think of Mario Kart when I think of holiday games because I, I easily get the absolute most time in Mario Kart in around the holidays because i'm constantly just breaking it out over and over again for all the all the family and friends that i'm seeing that is an interesting choice i would have never thought of that but now that you've explained it i'm like why am i so stupid? i didn't think it was that weird why i figured I everyone was playing no Mario i don't Kart no, no, no. That's a the second you you started explaining it i was like oh yeah this makes complete sense um if you're around family like what a wonderful experience to have um any mario kart in particular or are you just talking about like mario kart 8 Deluxe. Honestly, it's whatever the most recent one is because that's the one that happens to be on hand. Um, it's been eight deluxe for the last several. Well, it's been eight deluxe for the last couple for years. Forty-two um, years. Yeah. There yes. was there. Well, there was a period where I was I I wasn't packing my switch to go home for the holidays for whatever reason, or or I was, but I didn't have the dock with me or something. Um, and so whenever we visited my family, uh, we were playing Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U, even nice. well into the Switch's life cycle. So I the Wii U fan. Wait, this direction. The Wii U fan over here. No, I love I hey, love Wii the Wii U. Rocks. Um, love my week everybody loves. so it was it was we always funny to sort of break that up and be like oh yeah i remember this interface yeah um but it's okay. i mean it's good on the wii u too just you know whatever the most recent one is whatever one you got but i i do think um if you want to break out i'm i'm a big double dash fan that Heck one's yeah. really that, good if you have was, a bunch okay. of people or if you have like people who aren't comfortable driving the car and just want to throw items i i do like double dash if you can get a hold of it yeah. i was gonna ask what your favorite all-time mario kart game was Oh, well, I No, the answer is Double Dash. My actual it's the best answer one. is Double Dash. I think that one, I, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the best one. I think Double Dash is my favorite. But do you want to know my yeah, like nostalgia pick that I'm definitely seeing through rose-colored glasses because I don't think it holds up very well? Super Circuit. What? Okay. Okay. I, lo I really liked Super Circuit. It was one of my very first uh, Game Boy Advance games, and I, I kind of came into gaming late. So it's probably it's probably among my 10 first video games that I actually owned somewhere. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, and nice. I played a lot of Mario Kart Super Circuit. I'm, I was really, really oh, yeah. happy when they finally put Sky Garden in uh, Switch uh, Mario Kart. I think that's a fantastic choice for a holiday break game. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. Do you have anything else that you like to get maybe cozy up with? Hmm. Maybe when the family is uh, passed out from a few too many eggnogs, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because eggnog's gross and it makes you want to go to sleep. I think I said on it. a previous show that I don't tend to replay a lot of games. So I'm usually just trying to yes. catch up on my backlog during the holidays. But I think if I did absolutely have to pick one, uh, Stardew Valley is kind of my go-to. Oh, I don't know what call. else to play. I want to feel cozy. I want to turn the brain mm. off a little bit. I have I have a five because I, I played like you know hundreds and hundreds of hours of Stardew Valley when it first came out on the PC. But I have a Switch version with a file that I just kind of like chunk a little bit away at every so often whenever I just feel that need. And I I think it'll probably pop out during the holidays too. And there have been Very so cool. many updates to that game. So every time I I load it up, there's like some new thing that I haven't seen because I haven't played in like yeah. six months or something. You can you can kiss a cactus now. What? Yeah, that's the latest update. You didn't read the patch notes? <laughs> cactus <laughs> Don't do this to me. So Don't do this to me. You can marry it too. You, you, probably you, you can it. marry a cactus, yeah. You, yeah. you kiss it and it becomes sentient. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's the whole, you know, kissing a prince or princess. Yep. There is and apparently a, a bear. There's a bear now that you can... I, I'm talking out of my butt because I've never seen this before, but I've heard there's like a bear who gives you quests or something now. I don't know, but I, I really want to meet this bear and I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that over the holiday. I'll try to meet the bear. And you can smooch him. Yeah. Got to get and in on that You can marry bear. the bear. Just like it's, it's a big year for marrying bears. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. There's like a, a weird kind of sewer <laughs> monster that you can apparently. Can't maybe. smooch the sewer monster. They It's weird. They call him? that out in the patch notes, but you can't. Yeah. Are you messing with me? Do you have you played Stardew Valley? What are you doing? <laughs> Stardew Valley is a lovely game. I haven't played in like five years. So whenever it came out, I got pretty into it. And but I haven't played it since. That's a great. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to kind of settle on what I'm looking. But that's that's a very good mm -hmm. one, too. But Seth, Jada, what about I'm just noticing it, but I love the the, the Jet Force Gemini in the background. I freaking yeah. love that game growing up. It was just it. I don't know. It hit all the buttons for young Jada. Freaking loved Aww. it. Nice. And now it's on NSO, uh, the expansion. So, um, right. so uh, like Reb, Nintendo has always been kind of a staple for multiplayer stuff. It just was kind of a, um, in our households growing up, lots of cousins coming over to one family house and stuff. And though we haven't done that as much in recent years, um, Mario Kart was a big one. We did a lot of double dash um, throughout oh, the yeah. years. A lot of Mario Kart. Uh, we um or whatnot when that was a thing um but i would say probably our the newest tradition now that my cousins are older and are a little bit smarter <laughs> about it um we do we we do a lot more pokemon or whatnot competitions within the, oh, the cool. family okay. of cousins um because growing up they were i was the the level-headed person who like had a very balanced team, covered all my weaknesses, everybody's equal level. And then some of my cousins, they'd be like, oh yeah, my Charizard's at 100. I'm like, cool. So after I take that out, I've got to deal with your level four Rattata? No problem, that's easy. That was like their <laughs> team Classic. dynamic growing up. Um, and so now they're smarter about it and they actually know how to build a comp and stuff like that. So we do a lot more that type of battles and stuff. Um, so that'll probably end up being, uh, for whatever family gets together, it'll be more Pokemon um, competitions and stuff. Um, and thankfully, you know, it's easier with Scarlet and Violet, despite its performance issues. It is yeah, still some problems. It is still solid for, you know, battling locally with each other. Um, yeah. But for me, personally, my favorite thing to do over the holiday time, I do a trophy sprint every year, which I've talked about you know, throughout the year where I play through as many PlayStation games and try to get the platinum trophies. The goal this year, I think, is 17 or whatnot across two week, the last two weeks of the year. Um, and I've got uh, games like Remnant 2, Wild Hearts, Forspoken, Final Fantasy oh, 16. So, it, yeah, so it's not even like small thing. I'll have some smaller things in there like Venba and Thirsty Suitors, which I didn't get a chance to finish, but I loved. Um, so, and some of them I saved specifically for getting the platinum trophy. Uh, Reb will be happy because she influenced one of my picks this year, which is Toem. I'll be going oh, through that one. I started oh. that one. I started that one literally after that episode you played. And I was like, oh, this is delightful. I really yes. love it. And I started playing through it. I was like, this is going on my trophy sprint list for this year. Yeah, so, that one's a um, great one to trophy sprint too. I So I yeah. played it on Switch and it does have an internal achievement, season, uh, mm -hmm. uh, achievement system. And I 
I Switch doesn't have platinums or anything like that. Yeah. I would yeah. have platinumed that game, but I was playing an early. I was I was reviewing it for us, so I was playing an early build, and there was a bug that did not let me finish uh, a story oh. achievement. And so I did not technically finish the entire checklist, but I was so close and I, and I did technically do it. I did the thing you were supposed to do. So in my mind, I have quote unquote platinum to Toem. It is, it is wonderfully easy and pleasant to mm -hmm. platinum. Yeah, it's just, it was great. Um, but for me personally, what I like to spend doing the trophy sprint stuff when I'm kind of like, if I'm taking a break um, and doing stuff for me, or if I finish early, which I have in some of the years. Um, I like to just sit down and get real cozy with a big old RPG. It's something yeah. just massive and just yes. lose all my time into. Um, I think if I have to pick something that I will probably dive deep into this holiday, um, it'll actually be an assortment, which will be like kind of I'm replaying through. And I talked about this last week. I'm playing through all the Final Fantasies in order again. Um, so like... I'm still only, you know, probably about a quarter, third of the way into Final Fantasy 2. So I expect over the holiday break, I'll probably finish 2, 3, and hopefully 4 is kind of the goal um, to get through those ones. So, and then, you know, work my way through 5 and stuff like Kat and Seth were talking about last week. So, yeah. Um, very two's excited tough. to jump back into 5. Two's a, two's a hard one. So I give you nothing but props for it's, riding it's, that one. Through. It's also so weird. It's just, it's so different. Yeah. And I, I like it for that. But man, it is, it definitely is something to get to wrap your head around. Yeah. And like we talked about last week, three, I think is pretty great. Actually, I love, three. I really like the little, the class system and, mm -hmm. and yeah, go check that out. So awesome. Anything else? I think that's big for me. That's, that's good. Is that not enough for stuff. you, Seth? I play a lot I of want stuff. More. <laughs> you want more? So many games. You want more? No, no, no. Also, we have Logan to talk to. Some... Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. What about you? What are you playing for holiday cozy games? Yeah, I think Reb nailed it with Mario Kart. That's a big one for my family when I go home to see my parents and my sister. And actually, this year we're going to play all 96 tracks in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in one day. Ooh, in one city. That's good. That's a really, like, I've never thought of doing that before. We always fight over things and I always fight that's for Moomoo cool. Meadows. But like actually going through and doing every single one, that's genius. It's funny because we mentioned Double Dash earlier and that's my favorite pick besides eight deluxe which is my actual favorite yep. also yes. and i remember when i was a kid playing double dash and you unlock the all cup tour at the end and it's like whoa you get to do all 16 races in one sitting and now it's <laughs> 96 it's just crazy how how big the series is now but that's a great pick i also think pokemon's a great pick because those games usually drop in november so your party's mm -hmm. ready to go by the time the holidays roll around so that's a really good one uh, but for my family it's mario party that's always been my family's game oh, okay. a couple years ago the year that superstars came out on switch we did a 20 turn game of every mario party from one all the way through superstars so that's oh, wow. 12 games wow yeah. my family goes hard with mario kart and mario party if you couldn't tell and i love then, you have a family that will like know, sit right? and game for that long mm -hmm. mine will do like an hour of mario kart max and then they're done yeah, that's, wow. it's the main things that we're doing over the holidays. It's like I one of my that. earliest memories is playing Mario Party with my family. I've been playing Mario Party Dude. my entire life. And then there will be one night where we're not doing anything, where my dad will want us to bust out Fortune Street on the Wii. And this is the oh, Dragon man. Quest Mario Money. crossover where yeah. you're investing in real estate and it takes four hours for a full game to play out. <laughs> and it's miserable by the end. And he's the only wow. one that's still enjoying it. But that's a big plant family tradition. That is the uh, wow. the monopoly of Mario parties, yes. like hands down. Yes. I, I I enjoyed my time with Fortune Street back in the day, but man, it would be really, I'd have to, I don't know, I guess I'd have to find somebody like your dad to play with to like <laughs> really go back into it as deep as that game is. Oh, here oh, it is. Man, I forgot yep. this existed. Wow. Mm hmm Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's fun yeah, for the first is... hour when you're getting into it. But just like Monopoly, the winner is clear about an hour in, and then it takes yeah. about two hours to wrap it up. So it's a little yep. bit miserable by the end. And it's usually my dad Risk who ends up winning. Is another <laughs> game like that where it takes about 37 hours to play a game of Risk and by hour yes. two, like one person has 90% of the map. And it's just, yeah. Just holding yeah. out, wow. just getting some lucky wins. <laughs> yep. Pretty much trying to take 
those whatever parts. But uh, anything else, uh, I was gonna, Logan, that you wanted to shout out? I was going to ask Logan, have you got, have your family ever played Dokapon Kingdom? No, I don't really know what that is. Look that one up. It's on. They have a Switch release. Dokapon, okay. I think connect or kingdom i can't remember like it's it's dokapon kingdom i can't remember what the the subtitle is but um they it was originally on the wii and ps2 and then they just released a switch version but it's essentially mario party but also an rpg where you're going through and leveling up your character um and in the original i haven't played the new one but the original the battles were all determined by rock paper scissors so Ooh, like nice. you'd level up your stats, but then it would come down to rock, paper, scissor decisions in battle. Um, and you could do things like rob the shopkeeper, which would then put a bounty on your head. And then if other players land on your space, they can try to collect the bounty by battling you. Ooh, um, that sounds awesome. Oh, cool. And if you win the battle, you could also, on, on top of taking the money, you can inflict a penalty. On the Wii, one of the things, to, our favorite things to do was you could be other place. And so they would just have doodles on their face for the rest of the match because you beat them in a, in a rock, paper, scissors match. Um, but there's a whole Hell bunch yeah. of other stuff um, in it. And it, it's, it's a really cool little RPG board game. Definitely check that one out. That's great. If yeah, that's I'm really not mistaken, the Wii version is really rare. Yep, I still have my copy. Valuable. I don't have it like easily accessible, but... Like it's an expensive Wii huh. game because it's like it's one of those rare ones. It's like super good. Everyone who plays it loves it, mm-hmm. and it's sold like crap. So yeah. Wow. But I'm glad to hear that it's on Switch. That's nice. Hold. I, I'm sorry. I have to take this child's hat <laughs> off. Oh. <my head. laughs> <laughs> okay. The hat. The hat of a man. The hat of a grown man. Ooh, yeah, the this hat of a grown man that I got at a comic book <laughs> store from a skate uh there it is dokapon kingdom wow, 109 dollars. that's not bad that's that, yeah i so like i remember originally when like when we when we got this uh one of my friends had modded their system and so we played it just as like a like and then we ended up loving it so much that i found a copy and bought the copy back in the day cool. like it was yeah highly recommend nice yeah whoa Ooh. factory sealed i do not mine is not factory sealed but i do have all the original all the the inserts and the the original case and stuff for it which is nice so yeah if you're looking for video game values you want to look you want to filter by sold because that will tell you what they're at because people it's the same with vhs cassettes no disney tape is being bought for ten thousand dollars you go to the sold they're being bought for about seven but uh yeah well i'm I feel kind of foolish and silly. No. Because well, no, I do. Because initially, when I posed this question for the for the show, I kind of just assumed that uh, everyone else's Christmas was like me, where you just want to be left alone. Oh. To play a 16-bit RPG, uh, we never we didn't play like games as a family. Like mm. uh, my brother and I tended to not not get along all that great. And uh, my parents were not that interested in playing video games anyway, except for the year we got the Super Scope 6 for the Super Nintendo. Then my mom was like, like way into Super, Super Scope 6. But uh, my holiday break games are, uh, well, like Jay, like you said, chunky RPGs where you can just lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think over this break, talked about last week, I bought Final Fantasy 4 accidentally because <laughs> I forgot how Roman numerals work. And uh, so I might play that on my switch but i also think this year i'm gonna finish final fantasy 7 remake nice um, in anticipation of final fantasy 7 rebirth and initially i had put that game off i actually had written that game off entirely because i didn't care and i spoiled it for myself and i didn't like what they did with the story i'm not going to spoil it here for anybody mm-hmm. and i was like mad about that but since then i've come to terms with uh my internal angers and biases and i'm like no it's looks i I played it and i had fun like who cares they did something different with the story i'm not gonna let that bother me i do i wish it were a little different yeah but am i having a good time also yeah it's a nice little uh little twist on that original game that kind of set the world on fire so i think my holiday break game is not going to be well it's going to be final fantasy 7 remake which is obviously non-Tendo, and I'm sorry to everybody whose feelings might be hurt by that. But I will be playing Final Fantasy four and possibly five on the Nintendo Switch. And I realized I actually have Final Fantasy eight on Switch. I forgot 
that I had Final Fantasy VIII on Switch. I never finished Final Fantasy VIII, and I know it's a weird one. That's the one with the guns that are also swords that are also guns. <laughs> um, yeah, Jada, what's up? I, I was just say I, I am like I said I'm making a replay of the Final Fantasy. I am so not looking forward to eight. Eight is like really low on my list. It's mostly and it's mostly just the draw system. I hate the draw system. Yeah, um, but but are fantastic so i can't wait to lose myself in those um yes but man that I is hate the draw system originally when i played final fantasy 8 that was what happened was i just got i just played the mini games and like the car I, the mm-hmm. car battling game and i didn't actually like progress is, the game is it called triple in triad in eight or is it called think, so, it's something mm. else i can't remember when they swapped the name because they also added it into final fantasy 14 and like yeah. it, they've They've had the card game in like multiple versions, multiple Final Fantasies, and they God, changed now, the name slightly, but I believe it was. Now that I'm thinking Ultra. about it, I also have Final Fantasy IX on Switch, and I'm about 30 hours into it. Um, maybe I should just go back and finish that one because that's my favorite one of all of them. So, Seth, can um, I make you feel a little better about your suggestion yeah, for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to be, I guess, like Nintendo helpful to our audience. Uh, my actual holiday plans are to go lay on a beach and play through the entirety of Super Mario RPG and Inscription. And yeah. one of my most video game Christmas memories is going home my first year uh, after or into college during Christmas and playing through sitting in the basement, my neck craned up at a tiny TV that was ap- absolutely not built for video games and playing through the entirety of Tales of Legendia, which to be clear had come out years before it was an old game already at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So you're, All right. you're not remotely alone in okay. that. This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, The Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. let's hit 
the Meverse. This is where we're talking about what's going on in our lives. Reb, video gaming or otherwise, what's happening with you? Yeah, so I'm going to take our, our listeners on a bit of a, a time travel journey. So, so here's the behind the scenes secret. I'm so sorry. We're actually recording this podcast. You're you're going to get it the week, like like the day before we all go on holiday break. We're actually recording it a week before. So oh, as we are recording this, damn. I have we, like I were recording this on a Thursday last night on Wednesday. Uh, the Pokemon DLC, the Indigo Disc dropped. So when you listen to this, I will have already published my review of the Indigo Disc. But at this point, when, I, when I'm talking, I've only played two hours of it. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast and then encourage everyone to go read my review because Future Me has no... I, I, like, I, I don't know what Future Me is going to say about it in that review because I haven't played the whole DLC yet. But you should go read whatever I say in the future. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but I played two hours of it. And I actually... I'm have maybe a positive thing to say about Pokemon this year. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> so full disclaimer, before we go any further, this game still looks and runs like ASS. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely terrible. Uh, it still looks bad. It's not, it's not pretty. You can um, say ass. Can I say ass on this podcast? Yeah. It looks and runs That's like ass. Um, it, it, they have not improved. If you think that this game has visually frame rate or in any way performance-wise <laughs> improved or wanted it to. It has not. It is still just as bad as it was at launch. All of that aside, it's the DLC is actually pretty fun so far. Uh, it okay. feels like a condensed version of the, the, the base game. So like Scarlet and Violet, the whole idea is you show up at this academy and they're like, oh, here's a bunch of challenges you can do out in this open world. You can go do them in any order you want. Uh, have fun. And I love that. I thought that freedom was great for a Pokemon game. And I praised it in my review. I was really disappointed in uh, the Teal Mask because in the Teal Mask, it just sort of like threw that out the window. It just was like, okay, here's a linear little adventure. Go around, read some signs and talk to people. Whoopie-doo. And I was really bummed out about that. Like there was kind of no point to having that open world. Uh, but they bring it back in Indigo Disc. You're, you're sort of dumped in this, like it, it's a new area. It's this, basically this terrarium with four different biomes. And after there's like an intro bit, but once the intro bit's done, you're given four objectives and you can do them in any order. Uh, and there's there's kind of like little little errands and tasks that you have to do on your way to like like in order to unlock those objectives. But you can do the objectives in any order. And it, it's really nice. Like, I, I feel like I'm doing the okay. fun bit of playing the original game again, um, oh. except that the the world is different. And I actually think that the area design is a little bit better than it's been in the base game in the first DLC. It it feels a little less empty, at least. Mm. I've, I've played in the first two, in the, uh, the Savannah area and the coastal area. I haven't been to the other two yet, and I think the rocky area looks a little bit depressing. But those two are a little more dense in terms of, like, landmarks and foliage and pokemon and they just seem like slightly more interesting places to explore if that makes sense and so i'm yeah. really enjoying that so far uh i'm curious where the story's going i wasn't super stoked about the story in uh teal mask and this is a continuation of that but mm, okay i love the story in scarlet and violet and so i'm kind of optimistic they're gonna take it in some just wild out there direction again. And I, I hope they do that. I really hope that it just gets real ridiculous at the end. Um, but yeah, I'm digging it. There's a lot of Pokemon in this I like. Okay. Uh, they found ways to bring different, for like a lot of Alolan forms in, which is really nice and have it make Ooh, sense. Those are good ones. Yes, I love all the Alolan forms. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm feeling a little more positive on this one so far. We'll see how I feel a week from now when you're actually listening to this. It might differ when you read the review. But <laughs> yeah, still runs like ass though. Oh. Nice. What's um, your uh, favorite we... new Pokemon you found in the, uh, the DLC? So I haven't run into any brand brand new Pokemon. Yet. Well, I just mean uh, like new ones that like were weren't in the base game deals. Like I see, I see. Um, I'm really I'm really stoked about the Alolan forms, as I mentioned. Okay. Like I, I I love Alolan Executor. He's one of my absolute freaking favorites. Big tall boy. Um, 
my understanding is that you can get some of the, you can get all of the starter Pokemon in this DLC. Mm. I haven't run into any of them. Well, no, I take that back. I have battled someone who has an evolved form of some of the starters, but I have not run into any of them in the wild yet. But I'm really stoked to get my boy Totodile, who was my first starter because I started with Pokemon Silver. Thank you. Uh, and Totodile's my boy. So I'm really stoked to get my little Snappy Jaws boy back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it oh, you mean good. every starter, like every from, starter from every generation, from like every Pokemon. Oh, yes. Okay. Wow. That's, that's my understanding. That's awesome. That's yeah. like the one thing that makes me want to go play this DLC. But I also don't. I hate that I have to go through the teal mask because I absolutely just do not want to play that DLC. It's not fun. It's well, it, there's it's fine, but it's it yeah, could, it's it just know. didn't look appealing to me at all, and so like I'm just not really. Like, that's the one thing that's keeping me from being, like, super hyped about Indigo is yeah. I don't want to play Teal Mask. Uh, you can probably just just sort of beeline, just mainline the story in Teal Mask and you'll be fine. Oh, I will also say Indigo Disc, a lot of people have been like, oh, this is actually kind of difficult and challenging and they made the battles hard. They are correct. They did. Uh, I have a team okay. that is half made up of my original team from Scarlet and Violet, which is like not EV trained. They're just like the Pokemon that I caught and dragged through the story with me. And then the other half is Pokemon I did EV train specifically to battle in like raids and stuff. And mm -hmm. the EV trained Pokemon are mostly steamrolling all the battles and the ones that are not EV trained are struggling a little bit, even though they're a pretty high level. Uh, it's double battles primarily, and they have really crafted a lot of these teams to actually be fairly challenging. Uh, they yes. have like strategies. So Jada, you can probably yes. with your end game team, just like steamroll uh Teal mask, but when you get, I keep forgetting the, the names of these DLCs. I keep forgetting them. Uh, but Indigo <laughs> Disc, uh, you might actually run into maybe a real challenge, which is good, I think, for you. Nice. That's awesome that they're mostly right. double battles because I know it's yeah. an unpopular take among the Pokemon community, but I wish the entire games were always double battles. I just have always found them way more interesting than the solo battles. It yeah, just there's... adds a whole nother layer of strategy. Yeah. So. yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of moves that I think are there's a lot of Pokemon abilities and moves that I think are underutilized in the main game stories just because they are primarily about supporting another Pokemon. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of Pokemon that have interesting team combinations that don't work at all in single battles. But the second you enter a double battle, it's like, oh, suddenly this Pokemon is like really strong and cool and powerful. Cool. And I, I love that. Nice. All right. Jada. What do you got going I on have, in your world? I have, I broke out, I found this guy because I finished setting up and decorating my office finally. It's been like a whole year project. I finally found the right shelves and everything that it's set. And I came across this little guy here, which is a cool little epilogue um, player. Um, and it plugs into my PC via just USB-C uh, to USB-A. Okay. And allows me to play any of my Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Color. Um, on my PC with a controller and save files oh. locally and stuff. It also helps detect if you have a if you're worried a game might be a uh, like a, a scam copy bootleg? or a bootleg. Yeah, yeah. Um, helps detect that type of stuff. Um, but no yeah. way. Yeah, it's very cool. I picked it up a couple what of is years this thing ago. Called? Um, I believe it's it doesn't have its name on it, um, but I believe it's called the Epilogue. Yeah. Yes. I bought a bootleg copy of uh, Final Fantasy VI for GBA mm -hmm. without realizing it. And then when I got it, I posted it online and I was so excited about it. And then Stealth 40K was like, that's a bootleg mm. just from the picture. And then sure enough, it was 100% a bootleg. So I had to send it back and get a refund. Yeah. Like, this, that's badass. But yeah, this guy's really cool. I got it. I think it was like 50 bucks when I bought it a couple years nice. ago. And it just had gotten packed up in my move last year. And I found it, and I'm like, oh, this needs to sit right on top of my PC now so I can just have a dedicated USB slot um, on my PC. Yeah. So anytime I want to play a Game Boy game, I just pop it in. I don't have to worry about dealing with batteries and stuff for my old Game yeah. Boys because I have all those. Those are all on the shelves over here that are off camera, that um, which you guys can't see, but they're all displayed. But I don't have to deal with Sweet. all that now. Nice. Is that something that people could still buy? I believe so. I haven't okay. um, looked for it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it says it. Uh, yeah, Epilogue Game Boy Operator is what it's called. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check that GB, out. Yeah, GV Operator. Um, that sounds so, yeah, awesome. Check it out. And I think yeah. it even you works if you still have the old Game Boy like camera. 
I think it still works. Ooh. I think it's still compatible with that too. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know how well it works because I never bought that, but I think it's still compatible with that as well. Sweet. I might be checking that out. Logan, what's going on? Yeah, a couple things. First, I want to shout out Tears of the Kingdom for winning IGN's Best Game of 2023 award. Ooh, yeah, well we did it. We did it, everybody. <laughs> we did it. I know I voted for it, so I was yes. pretty happy to see that result. Uh, I did not. Oh, no. <laughs> I think what? I, did, did everyone else on this panel, though? I would assume. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was a Baldur's yes, Gate. Yeah. Baldur's Gate girl for me. Mm-hmm. But my second oh, thing um. is much more obtuse and niche. And I'm a Facebook marketplace connoisseur. I'm on there all the time looking for people <laughs> selling too. their Nintendo stuff. <laughs> and does anybody know what what this is that I'm holding up? This little uh, piece of plastic. It's a, it looks uh, like um, that looks. I oh, oh, that no that really gives it away. Is that the Wii U? Is that something for the Wii yeah, U? Yeah, this is uh, this is a plastic stand that came bundled with every physical copy of Wii Party U, so you could stand up your gamepad and it would lay flat vertically. Because if you just set the gamepad down on the table, it's at a slant mm. because of the back triggers. And oh. Wii Party U had tabletop games that you played on the gamepad. And uh, I'm in. I'm trying to collect every Nintendo published Wii U game, and Wii Party U was one I didn't have. And this guy was selling it on Marketplace. I meet up with him, and he hands me the game, and I was happy with that. Then he pulls the stand out and says, "Oh, and this is the stand that came with it." Ow, it made my day. I was so thrilled. Aww, that this little, awesome. little plastic stand came with it because that's that's, that's so the kind cool. of stuff I care about. Logan, that's delightful. The, I'm so yeah. happy to have yeah. this information. Yeah, Wii Party yeah. U. Never played it. It's not very good, apparently, but. Well, I have it well, forever now. How it is your the, Wii U collection Wii U. coming along? Like, are you are you nearing any milestones? Yeah, I'm only six or seven Nintendo games away, and that's not saying there's oh. not that many Nintendo games on the system. But the ones right. that I have left are pretty darn expensive. The one that's kept me from really pursuing this goal is Devil's Third, which was a Nintendo mm. Store Ooh. exclusive physical run. They didn't even sell it at retailers, Ooh. and it's about five hundred bucks now to get a physical wow, copy yeah. of that. Oh, and uh... I just don't think I'll ever be able to justify that. Do you want to recommend? Do you want to shout out the ones now. that you're missing in case any Nintendo's see like a really good deal on one somewhere? Uh, maybe I'll make a post in the in the podcast forum and talk about it there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'm on Facebook, right plug on. plug for the NVC Facebook help, group. Join it. Help Logan end his search. <laughs> yep, well, we're almost. Uh, there. Tom is writing hashtag Justice for Nintendo Land, hashtag Save Nintendo Land, hashtag Port Nintendo Land. Switch. is great Nintendo i should have yeah, named it is. It's that. i actually should you have know, named that earlier when we were talking about cozy christmas games because that <laughs> a for a, for a long he's grabbing i think he's grabbing continue your point okay nintendo land is great i really should have brought that up before when we were talking about cozy nintendo games uh for christmas because before uh, before and alongside mario kart i guess nintendo land was the one we also broke out at the Mm -hmm. holidays every year for many years running before the switch sort of replaced the wii u and it actually is kind of a loss that we don't have that at the holidays sitting around now so we can play that little game luigi ghost hunt or whatever the heck that was Uh, i think you mean luigi's ghost mansion Mm -hmm. haunting hijinks yes uh that just reminded me i'm going to show this off right now if we can get a little whoa what is that? that into focus it is a pins it's a set of enamel <gasps> pins for whoa! nintendo land that just were given mind. to me by andrew goldfarb when he left ign he was cleaning out his desk and he's like well this is the most seth macy thing that i own That's it's so enamel nice. pins with nintendo land so yeah we've got um We've got Animal Crossing Sweet Days, Donkey Kong's Crash Course, uh, Takamaru's Ninja Castle, Legend of Zelda Battle Quest, and Luigi's Ghost Mansion. Noticeably not on here is the Metroid game. Or the F-Zero. Was, or the Mario game. Or the F-Zero game. game. Or, yeah. Um, I just want I really like that Metroid game, even though it wasn't that deep. Of course, Luigi's Ghost Mansion was probably the one that my kids and I played the most and had the most fun with. We so, played a yeah, lot of Mario a, Chase. The, yep, that's the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The asymmetric. Nintendo Land, we yeah. need justice for. What? Whoa, Whoa that's a valuable. Uh, well, uh, hey, folks, if you're looking for eBay, uh, you might see this on eBay because uh, that kind of brings me to my uh, Meverse, is where I'm sort of started selling off parts of my collection to afford my new hobby of ham 
radio. Now that I have a call sign, uh, which I believe I said last week, KC1TUX, I am on the air. I have my technician's license. I just don't have a radio that can work. The local radio club doesn't meet up every Saturday night. And they're like, if anybody's out there, you want to chime in? And I was trying. They're like, we can hear somebody key in their mic, but we're not hearing you. And I was like, no. It's just because I have a little a little cheap one. So, um, yeah, damn, dude, $120 for that pin set. Wow, but Andrew I Goldfarb so loading Goldfarb's you up. Goldfarb's the man. I love, mm-hmm. I love Andrew Goldfarb. That guy, that guy's great. He's great. great. great dude. Wonderful human being. But uh, the other thing I have is non, non-Nintendo. Uh, I have been going to the gym pretty aggressively for job, the last several months. And today I did four each arm, 50 pound curls uh, with dumbbells. And nice. I feel huge. Congratulations. Like feel like the, thank you. I feel like the strongest dude ever because when I used to, when I was young, like in my twenties and I was going to the gym, I never, I could do 50 like once and now I can do it four times and I'm an elderly uh, man. So it feels, <laughs> it feels awesome. And I, I guess it probably helps that I'm not like um, uh, drinking gallons of beer every month, uh, weekend and I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, Healthy living. Yeah, thank you. Like this yeah, shirt really that I'm wearing right now, it's a little too tight. I think I could do like the the Chris <gasps> Farley. Like I think I could split the back like Hulk Hogan uh, or uh, like like the original Hulk, Bruce Banner. That's cool. So maybe I'll do that. Um, no, I'm not really going to do that. Okay. We are running out of time. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but we, we have some really good uh, – Really good question block, Quemston blocks. So this one is, hey, Super Nintendo's, I'm a middle school theater teacher and today is the last day of school before winter break. As a reward for my students and all their hard work, I usually bring in my Switch and we play some games together. Typically we play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but depending on the group of kids, we might play Smash Brothers. Today we're giving WarioWare, move it, a go. And there's a picture with this that I didn't include because I don't, we don't have clearance for that. Um, this reminds me of my own sixth grade experience when a friend brought his N64 to school and our teacher let us hook it up to the TV. That day would be the first time I ever played Super Smash Brothers, and it is a cherished memory. And in the next three minutes, what are some of y'all's gaming memories that took place at school? And that is from Ripley from Austin-ish, Texas. Thank you, Ripley, for that. So do you have, does anyone have any school? Oh, yeah. All right. Look at everyone. Okay. Uh, uh, Reb, we'll start with you. What's your school memory? When they banned Pokemon cards and we all snuck them to school in the winter in our mittens and gloves, like just hid (laughs) them inside the mittens so we could trade them at recess. Yes. That's so cool. (laughs) The contraband Pokemon action. Jada, what about you? Uh, Two things. One first, I converted our high school chess club into a Yu-Gi-Oh club. Uh, this was right when you yeah. launched, and so we just completely took over. So that's on the card angle. My big one though is in theater. We had a GameCube set up for after rehearsal where we would play Sonic Adventure Two, and we would play for titles. And I left high school being the Sonic Adventure Queen um, oh. or whatnot. We had a king and queen, and I was the Sonic Adventure Queen. Hell so, yeah! Nice. Sonic Adventure Two battle. That's awesome. All right, Logan, you also yeah some good school memories yeah same as reb pokemon cards were banned and everybody brought them anyways but more so at my school people would bring uh, when pokemon diamond and pearl were new there was so much trash talk about battling and we had these this set of tires that you could go to at recess and people would be like meet me at the tires and we'll play pokemon and that is where it went down in elementary school yeah i i won quite a few quite my a fair number of matches at the tires i was a champion for sure meet me at the tires if you want an ass kicking that's that great so cool. <laughs> uh-huh. oh man i'm trying to think like i don't really think i have a lot of video gaming memories that took place at school other than sort of like the cultural zeitgeist of being a kid when the original nes like hit and when nintendo power was like the the force in gaming that it was at the time like we were all of us every kid in my class was nintendo obsessed from like the coolest rich kid to like the dorkiest uh little nerd whose pockets are always on top untucked in his corduroys talking about me of course but i yeah like i was nothing wrong with corduroy no, there were in 1990. That was the least cool thing that a, a person could wear in 1990, especially a, like a little nerdy kid with aviator framed glasses Aww. that like his dad used to little wear. Seth. And a, yeah, like round cheeks and uh, just 
difficulties with things. But yeah, so my memory is mostly just like, you know, like first grade or kindergarten through like, say, fifth grade. Video games kind of weren't a thing. Like, and then all of a sudden, that's all any of us talked about at all. And their kids were fighting because he'd loan, he'd loan somebody a Nintendo tape and he wouldn't give it back. And so there'd be like literal like fisticuffs thrown to get this copy of Ninja Guy then back or things like that. Yeah. Um, so that is it. Just being there at the start and all the rumors. Bef- this is pre-internet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you all are of the age where you probably yeah. thought you could push B under the truck and get yes. some magic Pokemon. Yes. But like mm-hmm. that was like, you know, the sort of joke now is like my uncle from Nintendo. That kid was at every school. Yeah, there was a kid who knew who was like, oh, yeah, dude, the, the, there's this thing called Game Genie coming out. And you, there'd always be like a little nugget of truth. He's like, you can make your own games. You can make Mario do whatever you want. And which <laughs> wasn't really true. Or like there's like, oh, there's a game where, you know, there's like naked people in it and we all thought that that was pretty great but that's my nintendo memory from school and that is all the time we have for this year's for this 22nd annual nintendo voice chat holiday special and if you're wondering why it's the 22nd annual it's because it was actually the second annual but i mistyped (laughs) (laughs) number two twice so from now on that's the thing but that is all the time we have left for this week's nbc before we go i have a few favorites to ask if you're watching us on youtube leave us a like and a nice comment if you're listening to us on a podcast app please for the love of god leave us a review it helps us spread the good nbc word we will be forever in your debt and remember nbc is the only place where you can get the thing get the the thing Get the hot. <laughs> meet me at the I'll tires. see you at the Happy tires, holidays, Logan. everybody. You have Pokemon ready. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.